Well, hello there, wonderful teachers. I want to invite you to an event we're doing this summer. It's in Cincinnati, Ohio, so you have to be able to make it there, but it might be worth traveling for if you're able to. It's happening on July 20th and 21st, so that's over a weekend, and it's going to be the best two days for teachers. We're going to have a ton of fun. We're going to learn a lot about pedagogy and creative teaching and business. We have two fabulous guest speakers and we're even going to finish with an optional Kaylee. That's an Irish dancing party. So I hope you'll be able to join me. Just go to vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo that's dot com slash t-u-r-b-o 24 the numbers two four. I hope you'll check it out view all the details there and I hope to see you in Cincinnati in July. On with the episode. Vibrant, vibrant, vibrant music teaching. Proven and practical tips, strategies, and ideas for music teachers. You're listening to the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I'm Nicola Canton, and in this episode, we're chatting with Joanna Scheel about going easier on ourselves. Today, beautiful teachers, we're joined by Joanna Scheel, who is one of our staff writers and editors at Vibrant Music, and we're talking about abandoning our perfectionism to become, quote unquote, good enough piano teachers. So, Joanna, would you describe yourself as a perfectionist? Yes. (laughs) Probably a better perfectionist now, if there is such a thing, but always, always. Yeah, mainly as a musician, as, as a teacher probably in a lot of things that I do. Okay, what about in school? Were you a bit of a perfectionist there too? or? Yeah, that's interesting. I think it's something that I kind of learned as I got older and as I started my career and started becoming a more professional musician, I think it started to seep in then. But yes. Uh, yeah. I think we're different in different areas of life, so I was just curious. So for you, it's mostly around musical things. For teachers who sort of aren't sure, I mean, most of us have heard the term perfectionism, but aren't really sure whether they would categorize themselves as such. What makes you say that you are or were? It's about not really giving yourself a break, you know, and there there are some negative things that come with that. It's, of course, no one can be perfect. We're all flawed. So it's an impossible standard to to try to be but there's a difference between doing something really well and doing something great and being a perfectionist perfectionism really holds you back i think it can kind of result in doing nothing it can result in procrastination and then you're not getting anything <laughs> you're not even being like you're not perfecting it or getting anything good enough or you know to a high standard because you're not doing it and so that's the way that it showed up for me as well. Yeah. Yeah. I see it a lot as manifesting in terms of procrastination. I am not a perfectionist at all. In fact, and probably in detrimental ways, the other direction sometimes. But in, in perfectionist friends that I've had and things, it can really hold them back and end up at them, you know, getting nowhere with something rather than achieving something that would have been great, just not perfect so when it comes to teaching lessons you can see how that would get in the way a lot even if you do get something done it's never good enough so you never give yourself the praise or the 
that you never get to enjoy that moment of having accomplished or completed something, even if it's not perfect, because it's not perfect. And so, yeah, it shows up like that as well. And it just robs you of joy, basically. Okay, well, we need to get rid of this thief of joy then. (laughs) So what is this idea of being a good enough piano teacher? It's really just doing the work. That's how it's just shown up for me. It's really just doing stuff. And no matter the outcome, sitting down and doing it, you know, so I find that, you know, a good enough piano teacher, they're, they're like a child. You're open to experiences. You're curious. You are allowing yourself to explore and to play. You know, maybe we don't really think of learning or, you know, experimenting with ideas as play as an adult, but it is. And so you experiment with ideas and you let go of what the outcome is. You see what it's, what's going to happen, you know, like your J dot idea, trying just one thing, you know, maybe you try one thing from the vibrant music teaching library and see how that works out. Or maybe you have an idea about something that's not working out in your studio that you want to change and you experiment with it and you see what happens and you don't think, you don't get caught up on the details and whether it's going to be perfect and whether it's, you know, the, if the idea is not working out, you just leave it and you try something else and you don't get down on yourself about it. And you keep learning. It's really important that you keep yourself open to the fact that you're not perfect, that you have these flaws and that you need to that you know maybe there's some areas that you need to improve so for me I really need to work on my business skills a lot and so that's something that I am working on especially around marketing and things like that that maybe I stay away from but I want to improve and you just keep a sense of fun about things you know there's nothing in the world you're teaching piano there's nothing that you're going to do that is going to you know be the end of the world as long as you're Keeping it fun, you are not being too hard on yourself or too hard on your students. You know, you can't really go wrong. Yeah, I really like this term because it's it's almost like a play on. It could be said in in another term, in another sorry tone of voice, which is like ah, it's good enough, right? Yeah, and that's not what you mean, but it is in a way because it's saying no, it's good enough. Like that is actually good enough. It's using the words their full enunciation I guess to kind of emphasize it is good enough that doesn't mean I'm not going to get better that doesn't mean I'm not going to keep learning things but it is already good enough it's not it's not failing at the moment right and you know as long as you I think keep yourself you know keep curious keep learning you know keep having fun and enjoying what you're doing you can't really go wrong you can only be good enough right that's the best that you can do and what other expectation can you have from yourself, you know? That's it. Like if someone's learning and think of it from your students, you know, if your student is curious, if your student is learning and has a thirst for knowledge and wants to improve and if they're having fun, like what more could you ask from your students, you know? So mm-hmm. ask it from yourself as well. Yeah. It's often a good reminder to just Think about your student or someone you care about when you're having these conversations with yourself in your own head about being perfect to come back to, hang on, if this were my friend, if this was some little kiddo that I was teaching, what would I say to them? Because I'm pretty sure it wouldn't be this. So if you are finding yourself being really harsh, I think that's a good tip. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you talk about how defining your target market 
can help with this. And you were talking about marketing before. So it's interesting. How could this play into knowing that you're a good enough teacher? It's really just knowing that you're not going to be the perfect teacher for everybody. You know, just as for yourself, I know for myself, the kind of teacher that I need. And when I learn things or I'm seeking out information and I'm trying to find a mentor or a coach, you know, I, I know that it's not, not everybody's style is going to be for me and that's completely fine. So I think it's really important to sit with yourself as well. And if you find, I've had in the past students or families come to me and it not been a great fit and I could get back on myself about that and think, oh, I'm just not being a great teacher. Mm -hmm. But it, it could just be that this student wants to have more of a traditional approach and there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm just not that person. So it's just not a good fit. Doesn't mean that I'm not a great teacher. So it's important to, I think, sit down with yourself and really define you haven't already. Maybe you need to revisit this if you are struggling is to define who you want to be teaching, you know, how you want to be teaching. Do you want to be teaching in a group setting, in a school somewhere? Do you want to be teaching online? You know, what's your workload like? Are you actually just burning yourself out? Are you teaching way too many students and it's causing you to not be such a great teacher because you can't actually put in the time to plan lessons or do your own professional development. And then do you need to raise your prices so that you can be a teacher that you want to be? And what kind of music do you want to be teaching? Like, do you want to be teaching a classical repertoire or exam stuff? Or do you want to be teaching jazz? Or do you want to be teaching blues or something completely different or, or a mix of all of that? So I think it's important to really get detailed and what you imagine your teaching life to be. And I think once you get that more in line with yourself, it really helps, you know, get the types of students that are going to enjoy working with you. And then you're not getting that constant, like hitting walls with your teaching, which I think is going to help you when it comes to sort of dealing with any perfectionism that you might have. Yeah. And in a way, what you're describing is that you are the perfect teacher for that right student. I mean, that's what I'm hearing. And maybe we want to avoid using the word perfect if it's a bit triggering for some people. But in a way, that is what it is. You're not the perfect teacher for everyone, but you're definitely good enough. You're great for the right student who is a good fit for your studio. But if you don't sit down and define what kind of teacher you want to be, who, what kind of students you want to teach, what kind of studio you want to run, then you're just trying to please everyone. And that's bad for your marketing, as we've talked about on the show here before. But it's also bad for you and your identity as a teacher and how you feel about your own teaching, because you're going to have so many more lessons that don't go quite right or students that aren't quite gelling with you because they're not quite the right fit. Now, we're ta not talking about, you know, firing all your students that don't fit this narrow category, but just defining for yourself what the perfect student is for you, what the ideal student is for you is very helpful, I think. Yeah, and I think it's important to remember that when you first start out teaching, you might not have any of this information. You might not know any of this. And then we kind of come back to that earlier principle of being explorative, if that's a word. It's just exploring and being curious and, okay, figuring it out. Actually, I really didn't, in, like, you know, evaluating your year. Or I didn't really enjoy this kind of students. I want to do more of this next year. 
which is actually something I've taken on as a philosophy. It's just to do more of what I like. Yes. And coming from that positive place rather than thinking, well, that didn't work well. I'll do less of that. I'll just do more of what I do enjoy. It does take time to figure out, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I listen to a lot of sort of psychology podcasts and, and things like that. And one of the tips when it comes to good goal setting is to try goals that are framed positively or additive rather than taking away. So instead of, you know, I won't stay in bed for two hours in the morning on my phone, it's I'm going to get up and go for a walk in the morning, right? So what are you going to do, not what are you going to not do? And I think that's really useful for teaching as well, adding things in. You mentioned a phrase of mine earlier, which is J dot. So if people haven't heard that before, it stands for just do one thing, J-D-O-T. Just do one thing. And I think that's that can be key to keeping moving forward without getting overwhelmed because you're just adding, you're already good enough. You're just adding on one thing that you're going to try and see how it works for you. And then you can come back and try one more thing. Absolutely. I think one, yeah, one thing, <laughs> more things that I'm doing like this year, I'm just doing, focusing on one thing. Like I don't do, even when I'm doing tasks now, I used to like do lots of things at once. Mm -hmm. Now just focus on that one thing and it just, it's easy. It's just much easier. My mind is clearer. Yeah, exactly. And that mental fog kind of lifts, which gets in the way of so much positivity, mm -hmm. if we want to call it that. So Joanna, to wrap up, is there anything good about perfectionism that you've tried to hang on to? Are there any good parts that you've tried to continue doing? Yeah, I mean, you know, perfectionism in a way has really driven me to try my best, really. You know, when if nothing is ever good enough, you just, you just keep trying, you know, until you don't want to anymore, I guess. But yeah, it's really, I would say that there are lots and lots of benefits to perfectionism and, and lots of really, I mean, you can think of it as things that it says about you as a person and your character, you know, that you want to be really good. You want to serve your students or you want to, you reach a high level of teaching or even musicianship. And, uh, you know, if you're, if you are learning an instrument, you have to be, you have to have some degree of perfectionism, right? You have to sit down and think, no, that wasn't good enough. What do I need to change? What do I need to improve? And then you sit down and you play it again and you keep doing it and you repeat it again and again. And that's how you learn to play an instrument. So yeah, those things, I think there are some, some good qualities, the course to perfectionism, otherwise we wouldn't do it at all. <laughs> But it's just learning, I think, to sort of think about being perfect in a more kind of healthy way, in a more positive way, and thinking of it as being curious, keep on learning, to keep having fun. And I think that's really important. Absolutely. I think the positive aspect of holding yourself and your students sometimes to a high standard is fantastic. It's just there has to be a ceiling to that. And I think also, it, it can't become a judgment on you or on your student, God forbid. It's not about you failing as a person. You didn't achieve that particular standard that time, and maybe you're going to try for it again, but it's not because you failed. You are good enough. I, I think it's the message that people should take from this episode. Absolutely. I think that's a really, really good point. The perfectionism 
it can be about you as a person and not about your achievement or your action or your, you know, what you're doing, which is actually where the focus needs to be. Yeah, absolutely. So if this episode hit home for you, then write to us on Instagram. We'd love to hear about your experiences with perfectionism, recovering from it, being the opposite of a perfectionist and recovering from that. On Instagram, we're at Colorful Keys. And we'd love to discuss this with you there. We'll see you over there and we'll see you back here next week. Vibrant Music Teaching Membership costs less than the price of one lesson each month. That is totally worth it for all of the courses, games, resources, downloadables, printables that you can get access to as a member, as well as a fabulous community support you'll find inside. Go to vmt.ninja and become part of the revolution. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I hope you loved it and I wanted to pop on here one more time to remind you about our event. It's happening in Cincinnati this July and you can get all the details at vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo. See you there.